Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews Podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? Well, I asked that question because honestly, it's a crazy time, isn't it? I just hope you're keeping well, keeping healthy, keeping safe um, and keeping as, as calm as possible. Um, I know we're all having good days and bad days. And if you're having a good day, maybe reach out to other people and check that if they're okay. Um, Hopefully, if we can all stagger our really bad days, we can help each other. Um, But hey, we still have books to fall back to. But then it's funny. You think, gosh, with all this time being based at home so much, we can do lots and lots of reading. Marvellous. Only there are days when I've really struggled to be able to focus, where my head is so full of all that's going on in the world, the pictures that I've seen, the things that I've heard, that I just can't stop all those trains of thought and just focus on what I'm reading. And from what I understand, I think quite a few of us are feeling like that. So the first thing I wanted to do is just come up with some tips uh, that might help They might not feel free to completely ignore this, but they might help just to get your sort of reading mojo back a bit. Um, The first one I would say is don't give yourself a hard time if you're not in the right frame of mind to read. If you're not feeling that you can focus, then just give yourself a break. You know, there's just too much to to cope with really at the moment. So just don't worry. Oh, and I should just stop to say apologies for any background noise. But uh, we have a full house. We are self-isolating now because um, myself and the children have quite bad asthma. And I've got one child who has a low immune system as well. So, yes, we are self-isolating, teaching from home. And uh, also the dog seems to be needing a lot of attention at the moment. So forgive me if you hear strange noises going around, but um, it's just a house full of people. And I'm used to doing these podcasts on my own, just you and me having a natter. Hopefully it'll all work fine, but just bear with as as we say. So anyway, let's get back to, to not being able to read. So f- the first thing is just don't worry about it. Don't give yourself a hard time just because you're at home and you've got a pile of books does not mean you have to sit and read. If you just if you just can't, that's fine. Um, first of all, if you can, try something else. Try just reading a magazine. Don't read a newspaper necessarily, because uh, that could just be more news to send you in a tiz. So 
just get a magazine, get something lightweight, get a graphic novel, nothing too heavy going, just something that you can sort of see if you can focus on it, see if you can focus on, on those words. Um, and then just set yourself five minutes as a target to read. That's all. You're just going to say to yourself, right, I'm not going to assume I'm going to be here all afternoon reading. Um, probably like me, you're working from home, so you can't do that anyway. But just say, right, five minutes of reading. That's all I'm going to do. Even set an alarm if that's what you want. And just give yourself those five minutes. It's a bit like, um, you know, the Couch to 5K app where you follow the instructions and do a little bit, a little bit of running and fast walking. And over the time, uh, you do more and more and you just sort of train yourself to be able to, to run that bit further. I think in a way, maybe encouraging yourself to read and train yourself to get back into reading could be a good thing because certainly personally speaking, when I am able to read and able to focus on the book, my breathing slows, my heart rate slows. I'm just obviously not to the point of stopping because that wouldn't be a good thing. But you know what I mean? You just calm down that bit. If you can find a book that you can get into, and I've got some suggestions as well for that later on. Um, it does help you and it's going to help. It's going to help your immune system. Hey, uh, no, it's, it's just going to be a good thing for you. And it's going to help your your headspace as well. So just maybe set yourself five minutes to read and see if you can do that. And then give yourself a break. Go off, do something else. Come back. Maybe set yourself six minutes. Just little bits, little chunks. And just allow yourself that time to escape the world. Um, and maybe choose a different sort of book. So if you're finding that you're struggling, I know certainly a couple of weeks ago, I was struggling reading some of the crime and the thriller books. So I did um, change. I changed some of the audio books I was listening to. I wanted to listen or read something that was going to make me smile or laugh, something just a bit lighter. Now I feel I'm able to go back to some of the more thrillery books. Um, but it just depends. It's what works for you. So don't just assume that because you've been looking forward to a book coming out and you've got it and you sit down to read it and you can't get into it. Don't assume that's a problem with you or the book. It's just where you are now. So just don't worry about it. Just grab something else. Listen to something else. Um, and I would say as well, either sort of go up the quality or down the quality. So you could try reading something that's a bit more complicated and that may actually make your make your mind focus that bit more so you can get into the into the book um, or it may be just just go for something a bit easier and I do find going for a book that I've read before you know the Harry Potter Lord of the Rings something like that can be a good starting point because you're on more comfortable ground you know the story anyway and you're just allowing yourself to get back into that and um, also I do find and I know I've said it before um, if you have watched a film, then read the book because that right now might be easier for you because instead of your brain having to focus so much and create this whole imaginary world, you've already got an idea of how they perceive the character to look like, how, how it's based, where it's based, all those sort of things. Um, and I know we always say, oh, read the book first, but come on, guys, you know, it's too much going on. And if that just helps you read a book and enjoy it, then then why not? So just just give yourself a chance. So first of all, don't feel you have to read a book. If you're not in the right place, that's absolutely fine. 
Um, secondly, just give yourself chunks to read, just five minutes, something like that. Just see if you can get back into it that way. Opt for different things, pick up a magazine um, and either go up or go down the sort of the quality uh, sort of book that you're reading. So whether you go up and read something a bit more sort of traditional high end literature or you come down and read something, just a nice, happy, joyful book. Choose wisely. Um, choose carefully and just, as I say, just go easy on yourself because books are there to help. Um, and if it's adding to, to all that you're going through and all your anxiety, then that's not great. I know everyone's saying it, but I say it to you. And as I'm saying it, I'm also saying it to myself. Social media is not always the best thing. Now, for my job, I have to check the news pretty much constantly, which isn't helpful. But... I am learning that there are some things on the news where which are just tunnels of doom and gloom that I do not need to go down. And the trouble is you sit there and just think, oh, I'll just have a look. And then half an hour later, you find yourself almost having heart palpitations because the news is so terrible and that's all that you can focus on. And I do find, personally speaking, when I have looked at something on Twitter that's more negative, when I've followed a story on the news that's, that's really shocking... I don't come away from that experience feeling the same or happier. I feel worse. And that's no good because another thing is we need our sleep. If we, our immune systems are going to be good, uh, we need our sleep. I know that's only one part of it, but it's true. And I don't know if you're like me, but my sleep has certainly been disturbed lately. And the trouble is now with all this technology, it tells you. So you wake up in the morning and think, oh, that, that wasn't too bad a sleep. And then you get this alert. Your sleep was really substandard last night. What went wrong? And you think, oh, no, then now I feel even more tired. Um, so, yeah, I'm, as I say, I'm saying it to you, but I'm also saying it to myself. We need to be very careful about what we look at and what we what we read online and just all these sort of negative tunnels we can start heading down. And once you're in those tunnels, it's very hard to sort of reverse yourself out. So every time you look at something, you think, is this going to is this going to give me pleasure? Is this a positive thing? Is this going to help me? Yes, we need to know about the news. Of course we do. But it's limiting that. And it's only reading or listening to the, to the important points, to the really important points that you need to be aware of to protect you and to protect those that you care and love for. So there we go. Now, there are some books to talk to you about. And the first one I have to give the award to because this little beauty lifted me out of my my book problem phase. It's really allowed me to get back into reading books that, that I enjoy. Um, and it's out on the 26th of March, I believe. So um, if you're listening to this podcast on the day it comes out, the Monday, you've only got a few days to go. It's called Our Little Cruelties and it's by Liz Nugent. Now, it it's different to what I thought it was, but it's this is brilliant. This is a 10 out of 10 for me. So let, let me read you the blurb and then let me talk to you about this. So the blurb is three brothers are at a funeral. One lies in the coffin. Will, Brian and Luke grow up competing for their mother's unequal love. As men, the competition continues for status, money, fame, women. They each betray, betray one another over and over until one of them is murdered. But which one? 
So when I got this book, I thought it was going to be much more a sort of a crime thrillery. I don't know why I thought that, but that's what I got in my head. And while it is a sort of a, a thriller crime, yes, you know someone's died, you know um, something has happened and you want to know what happened, that's only part of it. And it's really about families. It's about how, well, experiences may, might be passed on or not passed on, how siblings interact, um, how families come together or not. And I just thought it was a brilliant book. It got me out of my slump. I kept wanting to pick it up and read it. Um, and it really got me back on track. So Liz Nugent, I have to thank you so much for writing this book. It was just what I needed at that time. I'm not saying it, it will get everyone out of their reading slump, but certainly for me, having uh, read a few lighter books, it was the one that, that worked for me and got me back in. So it, it's great. Um, it's got how many pages? 370 odd pages. So it's not a thin book, but it's written in a beautiful way. You spend time with each brother and you just get to know and understand what drives them and their stories. And it's a bit like a, an onion, different layers are peeled down um, over time and the picture is more complete as you go along. So this is one I would really recommend. It's brilliantly written. The characters are there, believable. Um, the sort of the mystery over what happened is revealed in, in due time. I hadn't imagined <laughs> that the ending would be what it was and I certainly won't forget it. Um, it it's great. So Our Little Cruelties by Liz Nugent. And if it's not already out by the time you're listening to this, it will be within a couple of days. And I suppose that's something I need to mention. You know, we're talking about books and how do you get them. At the moment, probably you can't just walk into somewhere, a shop uh, and, and purchase them. Certainly our local bookshop has closed to people just coming in off the street but they will still provide which is brilliant sort of a book finding service if you call them or email them and they'll do deliveries and post books out so they're still there they're doing everything but it just requires a bit more from you and I think you know bookshops have really struggled in the past I'm not going on to a lecture here I promise you but bookshops have really struggled in the past and now they're coming back into their own and personally I I don't want this awful virus to affect that those businesses um, and while there are other bigger online uh, ordering uh, services that you could use um, equally they seem to be very busy delivering um, essential products for I don't know health pet all sorts of things so maybe it's a time to just uh, distinguish who you use for what and let's support these local shops sorry that sounds like I'm ranting but anyway there we go so you can still get this book you can download it on ebook you can go into you can phone your local bookshop and say this is the one I'd like uh, have you got it can you send it to me just because you're self-isolating if you are or trying to just keep your distance from people we're all trying to do our bit. Uh, you can still get books. You should not have to go without. And the online resources for the libraries as well, of course, um, are there as well. So don't just think you can't get hold of a book. You can. And that one, Our Little Cruelties, is a cracker. So there we go. Now, the next one 
uh, this was my light relief. I've had this on the bookshelf for ages, I think a couple of years now, and I've recommended it to someone else without reading it, which is slightly dangerous. So I thought, no, I need to read this and, and see what it's like. And it, again, it's just what I felt I needed at that time. It's called The Music Shop by Rachel Joyce. Um, and it's just a, a lovely sort of life-affirming read. Let me read you the blurb first of all. 1988. Frank owns a music shop. It is jam-packed with records of every speed, size and genre. Classical, jazz, punk, as long as it's vinyl, he sells it. Day after day, Frank finds his customers the music they need. Then into his life walks a lady. She asks Frank to teach her about music. His instinct is to turn and run. And yet he is drawn to this strangely still, mysterious woman with her pea-green coat and her eyes as black as vinyl. But she's not what she seems, and Frank has old wounds that threaten to reopen, and a past he will never leave behind. Um, it, it is lovely. And now I'm trying to see what other books... Oh, that's right. Yes, Rachel Joyce had written The Unlikely Pilgrimage of Harold Fry, which a lot of people read some years ago. When you describe a book, you see, I can hear, I can hear children upstairs making noise. Apologies for that. Um... I shall lock them in a cupboard later, don't worry. No, I am joking. Am I going to get complaints about that? Anyway, never mind. Hey-ho, they're making noise. I apologise, but we're all in it together. So when you describe a book as light, that sometimes gives the impression that, that there's nothing to it, that it's not a story that stays with you, that there's no skill in in the writing of it and the telling of the different characters. And that's not what I mean by a light book. It's just not got gore, um, murders, all that sort of thing. But it has got mysteries in. And it's a book for anyone who is interested in slightly different things. I mean, I, I don't have records anymore. I know quite a few people do. Um, in some ways, I wish I, I wish I did. I, probably my mother's still got some of them. Oh, my goodness. Did you ever hear a song? Now, if you're not from, if you're listening to this and you're not from the UK you will think I have lost even more of the plot than I normally have. But there was a song, Captain Beaky and his band. Anyone know that? Uh, marching through the land, singing songs and telling tales, tale of they have righted wrongs. That's wrong, isn't it? But there was Batty Bat. Batty Bat said, I hadn't thought of that. Anyway, I'm, you, can, you can tell that self-isolation has already left its mark on Philippa, but never mind. So I love the concept of having this music shop, of keeping to traditions at a time of change. You've got CDs coming in, you've got the pressure on companies wanting them to stock CDs. And you've got this really unique character of Frank who's sticking to his principles he loves records and he has this incredible way of choosing a record that is that's the song that, that a person needs so someone might come into his shop and say oh i need a particular song and he will select a different one for them that works even better um it, it's just it's not a romance it's just um it's uh, light is the wrong word but it's just a touching well-written um humorous at times sad at times story about a man and his shop and i really enjoyed it and as i say it was the right thing for me at that time rachel joyce the music shop and particularly if you've got someone who's not wanting to read anything too uh too challenging too gory 
and who particularly if they like music and remember about albums or maybe they've got their own this could be a book for them rachel joyce music shop lovely uh, now the next book i'm going to talk to you about is you need to be in a particular frame of mind for it but it's a blinder and that's why i wanted to include it this time now this book is called keeper by jessica moore it's out now only recently published and l let me read you the blurb He's been looking in the windows again, messing with cameras, leaving notes, supposed to be a refuge, but death got inside. When Katie Straw's body is pulled from the waters of a local suicide spot, the police decide it's an open and shut case, a standard issue female suicide. But the residents of Widringham's Women's Refuge, where Katie worked, don't agree. They say it's murder. Will you listen to them? Now, this is a book that doesn't pull any punches. It's just straight in there. Doesn't mess around. First page, you, you know that this is going to be a serious book. And it is. So I would just say, if you want light relief at this point, this is not a book for you. However, if you're looking for a book that will pull you in and keep you reading and be something quite different to that which you've read before, then this is this is for you. I've read other books about women, families who are, find themselves needing a, a women's re needing the support of a women's refuge, but this one is unique in that it is clearly written by someone with detailed knowledge and experience of working in a refuge and offering the support. It was just written in such a fresh way that I haven't come across before. Um, and gave me a much better understanding of the practicalities of being in a refuge, of um, the different characters and the sort of responsibilities of the staff. And it deals with people who, you know, even the blurb intimates that it, there's a stalker involved in the story. And that element is done, again, in a very fresh, compelling way. So if you're strong enough, re read the book. I thought it was very good, very intriguing um not a pleasant read but one that could really sort of take you out of of where you are so that's the keeper by jessica moore and then the next one i want to talk to you about is by graham moore and it's called the holdout now you know me i love me a legal thriller and this is a legal thriller i've mentioned it before that i was read starting to read it but um let me read you the blurb again 15-year-old Jessica Silva, heiress to a billion-dollar fortune, vanishes on her way home from school. Her teacher, Bobby Nock, is the prime suspect. It's an open-and-shut case for the prosecution, and the quick conviction seems all but guaranteed. Until Mayor Seal, a young woman on the jury, persuades the rest of the jurors to vote not guilty, a controversial decision that will change all of their lives forever. Ten years later, one of the jurors is found dead and Mayo's being framed for his murder. The real killer could be any of the other ten jurors. Will Mayo be forced to pay the price for her decision all those years ago? I really enjoyed this. It had twists and turns. It's got the court scenes that, you li that I like, but it's not too much of the court. Maybe I'd have liked a bit more of the court, but this is still, oh, I'd say, nine and a half out of ten something like that the one thing i didn't like is that there's a page where 
they talk about the twists and turns and plots of Agatha Christie books and they do give the game away of at least one of the stories, if not more. And I thought, oh, that's a bit of a shame because if someone hasn't read those books, they're going to know what happens by just reading this one. But never mind, we'll forgive them that. Uh, so if you like a legal a thriller book, yes, the, it's not it's not ultra gory at all. Um, but there is it's not a fluffy book, put it like that. But it's intriguing. It's got the twists and turns. It's got what. Uh, yeah, I was satisfied at the end. I thought, yeah, I hadn't seen that coming. I enjoyed that. And I would certainly look out for look out for more by by Graham Moore. Um, and he apparently he originally received a BA in religious history from Columbia University. Uh, he's written a few books, The Last Days of Night, The Sherlockian. Um, and he was the screenwriter of The Imitation Game. Uh, which is interesting. So this guy can write, and I think there's going to be a lot more stories like this. Very, very good. Um, AJ Finn, who, who's an author you probably follow, said, the first legal thriller for 30 years. Ever since presumed innocent and a time to kill, electrified readers the world over to rank alongside those two modern classics. Well, I think there are other current legal thrillers that you could put forward. Steve Kavanagh's certainly one, one of those, but this stands out. It's really good. Um, and uh, I'll certainly be looking out for more of his books. So uh, I'm not going to end with a listener's question because things have things have changed, haven't they, lately? Um, I was supposed this was supposed to be a podcast about book covers, which I have recorded, but I just thought now I just want to chat to you and see how you're all doing. Please get in touch. Please let me know um, if you just need someone to chat to. Message me Twitter, Instagram. You can email me at quitbookreviews at outlook.com. We're all in this together, and I think the only way we'll get through it is if we stick together and work together. So just please take good care of yourself, um, and I'll look forward to speaking to you again soon. Take care now. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Quick Book Reviews podcast. That's enough books, said no one, ever. See you again soon. 
Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.